was a junior, started his career at Nevada, came to Utah, was a safety. Now he's playing linebacker, and he's turned into a really good player. Ball's out on the hit on the quarterback. Utah's going to scoop it up and go the other way. Into the end zone for a touchdown. The man we were just speaking about, Nephi Sewell, with a touchdown for the Utah D. Welcome in. It is your Utah Post Game Show here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Come on, it's only midnight. It's only 11.49. It's not that late. Stay up. Let's talk some football. Hans Olsen, Frank Dolce, Dolce will be here, I'm sure, momentarily. And uh, we'll take you through the evening, kind of give you some, I guess, more take you through into the next morning. Give you some thoughts on this game. It goes final. USC gets the win, 33 17 over the University of Utah. And I think that this game and this Utah team had all the signs of a team that has been battling a lot of illness, has missed a lot of practices, has had some serious issues with conditioning and having guys in practice and in the weight room. And I think that it reared its ugly head. I think that this team is is dealing with uh, quite a bit. So I put that out on Twitter, and then, of course, everybody's like, oh, and nobody else has dealt with COVID. Oh. I get it, man. Like, everybody's dealing with COVID. I get it. But I also have a good understanding of how many people have dealt with it at BYU, how many have dealt with it at Utah State, and how many have dealt with it at Utah. And I'm telling you right now, they had a tremendous rash of positives so many guys that are dealing with this COVID and so many guys that have been left out of practice. And obviously, you know, having to cancel two games kind of shows you the depth that they've been having to deal with this. And I've got a lot of different issues. And Frank, I know you've got a lot of different issues. And I'm just going to kind of open the mic to you for some opening thoughts and um, maybe some insight on what you saw go wrong in this 33-17 to 17 loss. Well, uh, I don't know that it was a fair fight, but uh, which is not an excuse. You have a 2-0 USC come in, USC team come in, Utah without a game under its belt, and, and the, and the uh, COVID issues. Um, but I think we got, you know, you saw some things get exposed a little bit. Uh, for 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 Utah, I I don't know that USC is a great football team. They're good. I think they're talented. They're not great, but they're not they're not great. <laughs> no, and not and great. under different circumstances, maybe Utah plays us better. But I think the game experience for USC showed in this one mm-hmm. uh, at certain points in that in that contest, especially defensively. Especially defensively, mm-hmm. uh, you could tell that Utah. I I mean I I still. Am optimistic about Utah's offensive line. Uh, I thought they got uh, pushed around a little bit tonight against a, a USC defensive front. Same thing, I think, though, is with some game experience under their belts. Some one-on-one losses. Yeah, they yeah. And in- I saw some of that. You pointed some of that yeah. stuff out too. That was they went into some one-on-ones. Uh, where well, they actually went into some slide protection because the the twist was hurting them so bad. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they didn't just stay slide protection. Yeah, you know, a lot of times you end up with a running back on a defensive end on slide protection. Maybe that was a problem. Yeah, but um, there's there was one thing oof, I thought where yeah. Utah, that's a that's where you miss Zach Moss because oh, that dude could step up and stone a linebacker or somebody, and 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 your quarterback never had to worry about that. Yeah, and I think we saw that um, on a few occasions tonight where that's going to be that could potentially be an issue. No question about it. No question about it. There, I I did tweet out one video. I think it was Brumfield tried to step up in the middle, and instead of trying to deliver a hit, he really absorbed a hit, and he absorbed a hit too deep into the pocket and was quickly walked back and gave up. I, I think it might have been the strip sack. Mm. I, I think. Uh, maybe even one of the early sacks on Cameron Rising. Um, talk about Cam Rising. What did you see? What do you think's happened? How bad is this going to be? So it was on the fumble. He's trying to recover the fumble, which is always dangerous. And as he's extending out his right arm, which is his throwing arm, to try and recover this fumble, he gets 
uh, landed on from behind on his back and hyperextended that shoulder. That's what it looked like to me. And if that's the case, it depend it depends on the severity. He came out of the tent, he threw a ball, and <laughs> it didn't look good. And my guess would be he he will not be available this week, and it will be a week-to-week kind of issue for him. I wouldn't count on him coming back. So it's going to be Bentley, who had a rough start and then kind of settled in there a little bit, and it's, it's going to be Lisk. Lisk. Yeah. And, and, you know, th- that's the other thing is Bentley made some – you know, first game kind of mistakes. He There were times when he looked good, and there were times when he just thought, well, that's, a, you know, he's going to have to figure out how to clean that up. But all, all in all, I, I just think under different circumstances, uh, Utah might be more competitive um, in this one, but got exposed in, in certain areas of the game against, um, like I said, just a, a good – not a great, a good USC football team. Jake Bentley ends up 16 of 28 for 171 yards, and it was it, it was just there were there were moments where it's like, oh, nice, that was off the back foot and hit on stride. Yeah. That that drive, that first touchdown drive that he went on, he had three completions that were really nice, yeah. and the one for the touchdown under heavy pressure. Uh, the offensive line, Frank, was just. All over the board, the, I, yeah. Uh, switching off and 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 like I'm even watching um, that that touchdown pass. I think that the the center was completely lost on on where to go. It was either the center or the left guard, and then either the left guard or left tackle tried to do a bump set. You know, every once in a while, an offensive lineman finds themselves in a in a blitz set where they're actually responsible to hit the down lineman, and if they possibly can leave the down lineman and try to just bump a mic that's screaming at the quarterback just to push him off yeah, a just, little bit just don't let him hit the quarterback full speed <laughs> right. uh, you know you really and it's it's really just a boom boom type of play you you hit your down lineman and you see him streaking you're like oh just a prayer to just try to get him off his step just a little bit and i think that on the goal line the guard was trying to do that cuz usc brought six but the center was just this. It was either the center or the guard was just standing there, like, "Where do I go?" Yeah, to, you know, turn around. You still had five offensive linemen to block six rushing um, defensive players, mm-hmm. and you had three of those rushing defensive players come free, and that's that is unacceptable. Uh, yeah. So, you know, you had those kind of problems. You talked perfectly, well said about Zach Moss and missing him. There were multiple times where the running back screwed up on pass pro. And I'm sure a lot of Utah fans are out there like, this offensive line sucks. Well, there were tight end issues and running back issues, and there were quarterback issues too. For sure. You know, even on that six-man rush on on the, the goal line, they went an empty look, and well, they actually had motion, but they went an empty look and only had five to block six. So that quarterback knows, I've got to get this out yeah. quick. And he did, just quick enough to get the touchdown, but he took the hit. So it, the quarterback was responsible. Offensive line was responsible. Running back was responsible. Tight end was responsible. Play calling was responsible. You know, at some point you're like, all right, Pockets are an issue. At some point, and finally they went to some slide protection. It was helping, but then they went away from slide protection, and you get that pressure late in the game, like mm-hmm. in that four-minute mark when Utah's trying to to come back. So, Frank, I'm I'm really frustrated with the inability to set pockets and protect these quarterbacks that are trying to figure it out. Yeah, I think that. So for me, I was I I thought it would be much more of a you know Utah controlling the line of scrimmage and giving those giving the quarterback a little bit of time giving the running backs a little bit of a you know some space to to to, to get get through the line of scrimmage get to the outside mm-hmm. and I didn't I didn't see that um and I don't I I mean I I don't know what to I don't know what to 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 say about that if it's if it is truly this 
Utah no game experience, USC two game experience kind of issue, how big that is in terms of a factor for that, or if there really are some serious concerns about uh, this offensive line, quarterback play. I thought Utah's use of running backs was very interesting. I mean, they they went through like the whole wave of all all of the running backs uh, throughout this game, and and we saw what three at least three guys mm-hmm. have significant playing time. I you know trying to figure out which guy is going to going to step up. I thought the wide receivers were kind of a bright spot. Made some made some decent plays. I don't understand the lack of use of Keithy. I don't know. He he was he was utilized very rarely in the game, mostly in the f- last couple drives of the fourth quarter. We kept do, calling do you think, his name. Did he have one catch in the first half? Yeah, I don't. But so that maybe one time. That leads me to believe, like, okay, so was Brant Keithy one of the guys that kind of had these COVID issues and he wasn't able to practice, and then he just got cleared, or maybe something like that was going on? But whenever that guy's on the field, it seems like. He he should have you know he should be the target, especially when you have a quarterback who's been thrust into this situation, who's not getting a lot of help up front, uh, and and then you have a mismatch nightmare in Keithy as your you know he's kind of your 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 safety your outlet, but he he it seemed like he was he was not very he was not utilized. I don't and I don't know the the issues surrounding that. I'm just, it's just an observation <laughs> that like he's the he's probably the best guy on your team on your offensive side. You know, figure out a way to to get that guy the ball. Okay, so I'm gonna. I just have to. Sometimes I get like this jolt of energy up my spine of anxiety and anger. Is that the monster? And and no no, it's like. <laughs> And then I have to, like, bite down for a second uh-huh. and then be like, okay, don't, Hans, don't say something stupid that upsets family. And then yeah. people come at me. Yeah. Well, okay, so you bring up a, re- a really good point that really ticks me off. And maybe it was Cameron Rising had worked, and he knows the targeting of Keithy and, and Brian Thompson. But there are two players out there that – now, they ended up with six total. Brian Thompson had two receptions. Keithy ended up with four, but there were a couple late dinks and dunks that right. meant nothing late. Yes. So, to me, when I run out on the field and, and I'm a, a coordinator and I'm talking to Cameron Rising, who's my starting quarterback, or we roll Bentley in, it's, hey, you got two guys out there that can make you look really good. Keithy can make you look really good. Brian Thompson. Thompson caught one slant pass and didn't want to get tackled. That's right. You know, was running over dudes and twisting off guys and showing speed. Exactly. And, and then you you only do that two times in a game, and, and Keithy needs more touches. So when I look at the final box score, I'm thinking to myself, you didn't get your best playmakers the ball. And but and you're right. You know, Samson Dekua had some moments. Salman Innes had some moments, and and those guys were great. And and Ty Jordan in a screen set was really pretty. And never saw Ty go go back to that screen set. Ty is really nice in a dump off and screen set. Yeah, right. But you know, I identify two playmakers in Brian Thompson and Brant Keithy. Obviously, it was apparent right out of the gates when you didn't have. Britain Covey back there receiving the kick, you knew that Britain was out. Right. And um, by all accounts, Britain is dealing with uh, some lingering effects of an issue, uh, of an injury. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't want to get into specifics. I don't necessarily know the specifics. But Britain Covey's not out there. So, uh, uh, Frank, walk me into the mind of, of the quarterback. When you're walking out for the first game, don't you kind of have in your mind what my target points are, almost a one, two, and a three? Or, like, as far as playmakers that I want to get the ball to that will be open and catch my throw and make me look good? So I I think there's always a guy that you you feel that's where that's where I'm going to go. 
if I have if there's a problem. That's where I'm going to go if I need to make a play. And and that's probably in the back of any any quarterback's mind. The way I think Utah runs their offense though is is much more of a it's not necessarily based on getting the ball to an individual. It's based on getting the ball to the to the guy that's open. So um you just you just run through your progressions. And you know, even in those situations, you know, I had a guy like Brian Rowley, and if I needed eight yards on third down and the the play was called, and even if that play was designed to go somewhere else, he was the guy that I thought, well, if this isn't immediately open, I know where I'm going. Mm -hmm. I would take a brief check over here. Nope, it's not there. I know where Brian is, you know. And that's that's what that seems what like like what a Keithy is, what a Brian Thompson is for sure. Is the guy that you just say, "Well, I need six yards here," and okay, so this is the play that comes in. I know in my progression where Brian is. I know in my progression where Keithy is, and so I'm going to get to those guys as quickly as I can. And that's you know that that's something that that maybe. Uh, Maybe Bentley just doesn't have that comfort level with those guys yet. He's not been here for, you know, just several months. Their their practice schedule has been disrupted, at best, and it takes you know it takes a minute to to become familiar with with some of those guys. So I I, I don't know. I think there's there's lots of different factors. And uh, I don't think you can point to one thing as the root cause of why Utah didn't perform as well as they wanted to on the offensive side. There There were offensive line issues, there were quarterback play issues, there were running back play issues. And all of those same, you know, sometimes on all of those things occurred on a single play. Mm -hmm. And then you're, you know, you have like a 0% chance of success. So lots of lots of factors of why it didn't go well on the offensive side but there were enough signs on the offensive side as well that i think you could say well there's a chance that this team is going to is going to figure it out the problem is now how many games are is utah going to get in my heavens you know they get this one in next week is already a question mark because Arizona State is having so many issues. So it's this is just a funny this is just a funny season. And in and in you know, in another in another in another year this would be an average USC team. You look at their path going forward, they have Colorado next week. That and Kyle Durrell's at or yeah, Coach Durrell's at uh Colorado. So and he's he has those guys undefeated. This is undefeated Colorado against undefeated USC, but I think I have to give USC the the edge in that. Maybe they're they're just a paper champ right now. They're they're skating by. Yeah, living on a prayer. Yeah, it's just a matter of time. Keaton Slovis is not a superstar. He he, uh, I, th- you know, you watch quarterbacks sometimes, and. There should be this natural progression, like you get, you kind of get better mm-hmm. over your career. Yeah. And uh, in the in three games, Slovis has thrown some passes where you go, "Wow, look at that!" And then he's thrown some passes where you go, "Wow, look look at that!" Like he's either you know doing something fantastic or he's doing something that makes you scratch your head like hey has, doesn't he have a bunch of starts under his belt mm-hmm. on a pretty good pretty athletic team with you know a slew of all american wide receivers around him so i i thought that during the game as well like you know slovis is, is, is kind of a above average quarterback mm-hmm. And still on the defensive, I mean, we haven't talked about the defensive side for Utah, but there were times in the that they USC had guys running wide open, and it looked like a little bit of coverage issues, a little bit of maybe communication issues, a little bit of 
reading something one way, not getting back into your passing lane quickly enough, and you had guys running running wide open, easy, easy pitch and catch. And, and some not being able to get the one-on-one pressures. I thought USC did a pretty good job yeah. of, of holding Utah out. But what's crazy is I <clears> – <throat> Brian Brown just sent me the defensive stats, and I'm looking at the numbers, and I had him send me USC stats because I'm like, i got to see how many sacks they got. Because in my mind, I'm seeing five or six. They only ended up with three. I could I could only remember two, but yeah, because I kept thinking, well, there's tons of pressures, but the the quarterback was releasing on the pressures and taking the hits, and the the pressures were causing interceptions and causing incompletions, but the sacks weren't getting there. Utah had three sacks as well. I do just on a positive note, I do want to talk about Max's two pies pass rush, and um, kind of the unique nature of it. Uh, Nephi Sewell had a good night. He did. I thought Nephi Sewell was very good. Now, Devin Lloyd ended up as your tackle leader. He had 11 total tackles. He had two TFLs. But Nephi Sewell was right there as your second with 10 tackles. He ended up with 10 tackles, two TFLs, and he had that interception that was really nice. I I thought he was fantastic. Nephi Sewell played a great game. Was really really good tonight didn't didn't well he and he he did make the i think that he was one on the uh there was a touchdown pass that he didn't quite get back into the passing lane uh it was right over the middle of the field um early, early in the game you know that that may be one of the downs for for sewell but i i thought he the moment didn't disturb him at all mm-hmm. he just <laughs> stepped in and and played so I thought he was good, but yeah. going back to the Max's Tuapai sack, um, that that really Nephi Sewell influenced that sack. He came on an outside linebacker inside twist stunt with the defensive end, and took the guard, walked him right back. I mean, whatever. What do you think Nephi Sewell is? Two hundred and fifteen, two hundred twenty pounds. He walked a three hundred pound guard back. What do you think? I'm over projecting there. Yeah, I didn't think he. Maybe he's that much. Maybe two ten. Yeah, um, you know, maybe. Yeah, he's in there somewhere. But he he did that. That's he a, can throw a punch. Yeah. See, those are those are the guys. Like that was Sharif Shaw when he played. Like he didn't look yeah. like, but he was he was taken on guards. I mean, he he could he figured out leverage. And Sewell seems to have that same kind of ability. Nisai so, Sewell is listed at two twenty five on the roster, just in case. Um, yeah, I saw. I actually saw that, but I, and I, I kind of feel like that. Do you feel like that? A little, is that Brian? Does that does that beefy. feel like? <laughs> does that feel like a little? Like just putting, give him a little extra. I'm a little really extra curious. Credit there. Yeah, I'm. I'm wondering <laughs> what exactly he was wearing the day that they weighed him because. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's, I think he was wearing a, a weight vest or something. Sneak a scale out there and get an accurate um, weight on this guy, but he might have been eating pork chop uh, omelets with hands and I one morning if if that's the case. And that sounds tasty. A little pork and egg. Um, so he gets the push on the guard, collapse, really pushes the middle of the pocket, and Maxis Tupai one-step sets on the offensive tackle. The tackle takes an inside step, and he beats him with a really nice hand swipe to the outside on a speed rush. And just awesome, awesome pass rush and comes through with the strip sack, and Nephi Sewell picks up the the fumble fumble and runs yeah. for a touchdown. Yeah. So Nephi had a fumble recovery for a touchdown yeah. and an interception yeah. tonight. Defensive player of the game. Yeah, absolutely. He was he was spectacular. Did you were you hoping for more out of that defensive line? Um, or or did you think they they were pretty good? I mean, I so let's let's if we look at the numbers here USC ends up with 93 yards rushing. That includes, though, a minus 21 yards for Slovis. So they're two, you know, they're two big rushers. Uh, had 62 yards and 55 yards rushing on the night. So 117 yards, 117 yards rushing for SC. They had 264 yards passing. Uh so that 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 defensive performance if you were if you were 
if you were breaking that down, how would you grade defensive line, linebackers, defensive backfield? I know this is this is hard to do. I know because Very. it's there's you need to look at tape, and you I know that you rely on the tape. Everybody I do. Everybody is. So it's hard to do that kind of right after the game. But just I did do top a lot of, your head, of uh, what, what would you say? I did do a lot of rewind. And uh, quick grabs on film. At 975 Hans, I put together, I don't know, probably eight or ten different videos throughout the game. I try to do some live tweeting on videos. And I, I try to diagnose some issues during the game. So I did already kind of give myself a, a glimpse back. And I would put the defensive line around a C-plus to a, a low B-minus, 80%. Like, but probably more like a 78, 79. I would give the linebackers, with Nephi Sewell and Devin Lloyd, I'd give the linebackers a solid B, B plus. Mm-hmm. And I would put the, I would split the defensive backs. I would go safeties, probably a C, and, and corners, probably a, a C, C plus. Yes. I don't disagree with that. Uh, I and I think what we needed for Utah was an A from the defensive line, and if you get an A yeah. from the defensive front, that's a good point. Then your defensive backfield probably more comes across more like a B or so. Definitely higher grade. Yeah, uh, that's a really good point. You needed more out of the defensive line, and uh, <clears throat> Brian. I'm just looking at the defensive stats that you sent me, and I, I don't know if they messed up and gave Mika Tafua the sack that Maxis Tuapai had, but they're showing Maxis without a sack, and they've got Mika Tafua with a sack. And I'm, I'm thinking that they just messed that up because I'm about 99% sure that that was Maxis Tuapai. I did, did a, I did a video on his pass rush, and I'm pretty sure – Max has had that sack, and, and Mika didn't. There's but, a good chance that if they were reading based off the names that they didn't mix that up for sure. Okay. So, you know, I'm maybe I'm being a, a little bit too ornery with it, but, you know, you gave up 33 points. You gave up 270 yards through the air. You gave up two touchdowns through the air. Um, they did a decent job in run stop. But I don't feel like USC came into this game thinking, let's go run this ball. No. They went into this game saying, let's push this ball around. Yeah. Yeah. They, it's it's just not in the makeup of USC. I think they have talent at the running back position, but that's just not what they want to do. They want to they put the ball in the air, which I think is, a, I, to, to be honest, it's a liability. They yeah. have terrific wide receivers. They're going to make up for some bad things, but – but Slovis doesn't seem like the guy necessarily to be outstanding throwing the ball 40 times or 50 times a game whatever they want to whatever they want to do with him. Right. Here is the other thing that we haven't mentioned yet and this is the this is the fact this is the stat that is the it's the stat in college football. Mm-hmm. I know where you're going. <laughs> so so Utah ends up a minus 3 in the turnover margin, they gave the ball up five times, and in a variety of ways. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't. They it found, wasn't bland. It was all different ways. <laughs> they found some very unique ways. So that and and Coach Whittingham always talks about that. We talk about that a lot, but but you just can't overcome in in an evenly matched game. You can't overcome a minus three. In the turnover margin, mm-hmm. and and giving you know terrific field position, one of those right you know with inside the ten yard line. I think that's where it ended up on that on the first one where Rising hurt his shoulder. Let's go through just a couple of these. I I, I want to start with the Cameron Rising interception that was thrown on the screen pass. Um, I, I, did you get a chance to watch yeah. that a couple of different times, maybe yeah. a couple of different angles? Yes. What did you see there? Over through it, obviously, but that's a tough – that's really a tough placement. Over a D lineman, but not too high over that's your, a, your back. That's like your – like for me, 
in in golf, that's like a fifty yard shot into the green. I that's a it's a shot that I can never make for some reason. It's a, I'm either too short, or I'm too long, but to figure out how to flight that ball and to hit your wedge just perfectly to land it in that range, that's a hard one. And so it's the it's, to me it's the same thing in that position. You're trying to throw it on the move because he wasn't standing still on the move he's trying to throw a touch pass in about a 12 yard range over the top of a defensive lineman and drop it onto his his receiver it's just it's a difficult it's a difficult play to make in that case and this is one of those things that just like he the lack of game experience that's a lack of game experience interception what what you do is you either take off and run you turf the ball because it's there's no chance of completing it or you try and drag it out a little bit more you roll out you move a little bit more so you can get your passing lane to hit your mm-hmm. to hit your receiver on the screen because you don't want to float a screen pass by the way if you float the screen pass and he catches it is he going to go anywhere? Mm-mm. By the time the ball he's arrives, gonna he's going to get murdered. Yeah, he's going to get ripped yeah. in half. So, so to me, that's one of those. Mm-hmm. You just you you don't know how to manage it because you've never seen it. And the first time you get that experience is in a game, and so he he it was just a mess up. I, I, th- I would I add this in the screen pass, both the collegiate and the professional game with the screen pass and what Frank's talking about and turfing it, ditching the ball. It is um, coaches coach it extremely hard because the screen pass can be messed up and can be a turnover or can get your guy killed very easily. So it really is a quick look and exactly it's your, you know, the progressions you gave. But the coaches press this issue over and over and over and over in practice. Just don't be afraid to turf it. Don't be afraid to ditch it. Just get rid of it. That's why in the NFL you see it all the time. Screen sets up. Brett Favre used to just plunk it right in the ground. Mm-hmm. Screen sets up. Aaron Rodgers does it as well. You know, the Green Bay look and just plunks it right in the ground. They they won't mess with it. <laughs> because it, they, if they get a running back killed, the running back comes back to the huddle and is like, dude, what? you hung me out. What are you doing? Yeah. Um, we have an opportunity to get Kyle Whittingham live at the podium. Here he is addressing the media. First of all, what are you guys all doing up so late? Should be in bed. But uh, a disappointing game. Uh, there's a lot of positives in it, though. Uh, I thought our defense played really uh, scrappy, I guess for lack of a better word. Uh, run defense appeared to be really solid. I don't know if they rushed for 100 yards. It was... It was close. I haven't seen the st- statistics yet, but I thought our run defense was solid. Gave some things up in the past game, but but uh, really had some pretty good performances by a lot of the guys that hadn't played much football for us, if any. And so uh, the thing didn't count on was not being as, as productive on offense. I, I thought sure we'd be much more productive offensively. You got a veteran group. Um, you know, it's tough to win when you turn the ball over five times. Now one of those turnovers was. A Hail Mary at the end, but but still uh, turning the ball over and, and only scoring 10 points offensively. It's tough to win in this league doing that. So we've got we've got to work it out for us there, and we've got to make improvements. Um, don't know anything about Cam Rising right now. Obviously, he didn't come back in the game, but but uh, we'll know a lot more tomorrow about Cam. Uh, Jake came in, did some good things, uh, did some things that I'm you know you know a couple throws I know I wish he had back, but. But uh, overall, uh, tough way to start the season. But we got to bounce back. Um, not sure who we're going to play next week. We'll find out shortly. But uh, we got a lot of pr- improvement that we can make and need to make between games one and two. But like I said, there's some encouraging things there. A lot of the young players, uh, Clark Phillips, although you know, we did miss some tackles defensively, but Clark Phillips, uh, Nate Ritchie, uh, Sione Fotu, Van Fillinger, X Carlton, you know, all those true freshmen that had a chance to play their first uh, collegiate football, I thought did some good things. And and uh, so that was positive. I thought our old line would take more control of the game than, than what happened. We didn't really push people around like like I had hoped we were going to. 
Um, we didn't get the got to get the ball to Brent Keithy more. Uh, Ty Jordan showed, showed some good things early, and then we kind of went away from him. Got to continue to feed him the ball. So there's there's a lot of things we learned as coaches tonight that we got to get better at as coaches, and that's where it starts. And uh, we got to do a better job of getting these guys prepared, and do a better job of getting the ball in the hands of the playmakers, and just do a better job overall. So we got our work cut out for us, but uh, we'll come back Monday with with uh, great attitude with the players and and uh, have a great work week. And, you know, got to find out who our opponent is first. And we should know that uh, later tonight or tomorrow. But, uh, you know, life goes on. So we got we to gotta, uh, continue to uh, work hard and get better. Questions? First question will come from Trevor Allen with KSL Sports, followed by Patrick Kinahan. Well, you, you have touched on it a little bit, but just going up against a really pass-heavy offense, how do you feel your, your really young uh, secondary did against – you know, a really pass-heavy offense. Not bad. You know, we made some plays. Um, had a nice interception there. Could have probably had one or two other ones. Uh, didn't really give up, uh, you know, deep balls over the top. And it was JT Broughton, who's just a true sophomore, his first time getting any real extensive play. And then Clark Phillips on the other corner. We played a lot of a uh, what we call a tribe package, a three-safety two corner rather than our typical nickel uh, three corner two safety and the reason is uh, Drake London that big receiver of theirs is really kind of a hybrid he's almost a, a tight end and so we felt it was a better matchup to go with a three safety look which made Nephi Sewell uh, a safety for all intent and purposes in the scheme in, uh, tonight for, for the majority of the game but uh, that secondary will get better they'll get better and it was a big test. That's probably the best core of wide receivers in the Pac-12. And uh, I don't think we probably allowed somewhere around 350 yards would be my guess. And, and uh, like I said, less than 100 rushing and right around 250 throwing, which for a, <laughs> you know a lot of guys that haven't played before is not bad. But and but we got to get better. I mean, there's you know young old doesn't matter. You know, nobody cares if you're young or old or inexperienced or experienced. You gotta you gotta perform and. And so uh, we've got to fix some issues that we got. Next question comes from Patrick Kinhan, followed by Josh Newman with the Salt Lake Tribune. Talk about how you felt the offensive line would take more control. And flip side of it, was SC's defensive line better than what you expected? Uh, no, I don't think so. I, you know, we'd watch tape. We had two full games on them. And, and I don't think they were uh, underestimated by any means or, or – uh, you know, took us by surprise. Now, I don't want to take any credit away from them because they played well. Their, their football team played well tonight. They made very few mistakes. And uh, they're, you know, they're a lot of athletes, very athletic defense. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, they, they did a nice job. But I thought I thought the matchup was going to be more in our favor. Than it was. Next question comes from Josh Newman, followed by Josh Furlong with KSL. Hey, Kyle, now that Cam has been, you know, he came out as the starter, can you give some insight into how you guys ultimately ultimately landed on that? Yeah, uh, it was a tight race, but there was enough separation that we felt that it was, uh, it was a unanimous, unanimous decision uh, among the coaches that were involved. And, and uh, but again, it was, it was not a, a great deal of margin between the two. And I think you saw Jake came in and, and did a nice job. Uh, you know, Cam is a little more mobile, uh, a little, has a little more escapability out of the pocket, although Jake pulled that ball down. That was probably our longest run of the night, that uh, big run when he escaped. Of course, it was negated. Some of it was negated by a penalty there at the end. But, but uh, it was close, and we like them both. We like Drew, Drew Lisk, for that matter. But Cam had done a better job all throughout camp. When all was said and done, and all the numbers pointed that that way as well, as far as completion percentage and, and all the things that we track, and uh, that's why we made that decision. Now, you know, Jake is probably going to be the guy now, and Cam, you know, shoulder took a took a pretty good shot. So we'll find out. Uh, like I said a lot more tomorrow, but but uh, if Jake's the guy, then we'll rally behind him. Next question comes from Josh Furlong. 
Cal, now that you've had a game under your belt, does this still feel like a regular season with the shortened season, or is it more? does it feel kind of more like an exhibition season helping your young guys kind of grow? Nothing feels regular right now. It's uh, Having that stadium empty was bizarre. Um, it was something that uh, you just have to experience it and, and uh, to, to understand it, and it was, it was weird. But, uh, no, this is not a, a season where we're just – uh, working on, you know, trying to get guys better for the future. We want to win now. I mean, we're competing now. We want to win now. Uh, realistically, it's probably going to take some time to, to get these guys all up to speed. We knew that going into the season. It was no surprise. And we lost a, a heck of a defensive unit. Nine guys off that defense. They're all in the National Football League. And that tells you how good that crew was. And, and uh, it was uh, uh, like starting over with the exception of a few guys. And, and uh, the guys that Got their opportunity that, like I said, did some good things. They made some mistakes. We knew that was going to happen, but but there was a lot of positive things we can build on uh, on that on the defensive side of the ball. Next question will come from Trevor Allen, followed by Jake Hatch with the zone. Kyle, you you guys swap, uh, swapped in four four backs. Do you feel like they they had a a good night, or how would you evaluate your your running back performance? I think we you know we didn't run the ball as effectively as I thought we would. Um, we still did some decent things in the run and stayed committed to it and, you know, outrushed them, I, I would believe. But uh, all four of those guys bring something different to the table. Ty Jordan, I thought, gave us a little spark early on. And uh, I think it was a mistake on our part not to keep feeding him the ball throughout the game. We kind of backed off on that. Um, Mackay Bernard had some good runs. Devin Brumfield had some good runs. Jordan Wilmore had some good runs. So I think all four of them are going to continue to get uh, playing time. And, and uh, until one – uh, separates himself or a couple separate themselves. Uh, we'll just continue to use all four. And if we continue to use all four all season long and, and we're getting production out of them, that's fine too. So uh, it's just not going to be what we're used to the last three years with Zach Moss. And we don't have that lead featured back that's going to get uh, 30 carries a game. Coach, final question. Oh. oh, go ahead, Jordan. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, just final question comes from Jake Hatch. Yeah, Coach, I wanted to ask you, in terms of the environment, I know you guys prepared for this, not having fans in the stands and the like, but how different was it seeing it in a game versus what you expected preparing for it? Um, I don't know. how We didn't really prepare for it. We, we, I guess we could have gone. We had a couple of scrimmages over there, but scrimmages are a whole different environment. And, and uh, practice is, is practice and, and game is a game. And so it was, uh, it was really weird, like I said. And, and during the breaks, you'd look around and, and uh, it's just something I guess nobody's ever experienced. I certainly have never experienced that. But, but uh, you know, I'm not trying to say that was an impact on the game. Or, you know, we certainly missed our home crowd. Our home crowd is awesome. And uh, that certainly provides us an advantage. But, but that's not the reason why we didn't come out on top and we just got to play better. All right. Thank you, Coach. All right. Thank you. There you go, Kyle Whittingham at the podium with the media after this game. Uh, two or three things that stood out to you from Kyle Whittingham's comments there, Frank. Uh, he was not happy with his offensive line. Thought that would be a more productive group. We agreed. We agreed. Uh, he mentioned that uh, Brant Keithy, uh, he was hopeful that Brant Keithy would see the ball more often. He was optimistic about his defensive unit, which I thought was... Uh, his young defensive unit. Yeah, mm -hmm. he was optimistic about his defensive unit. Mentioned a couple of young rushers. Yeah. So, I I don't know. I, I feel like we kind of are... We kind of align with those thoughts. Um, I would guess, based on his comments, that quarterback position is going to be... Bentley and Lisk mm -hmm. moving forward, and and uh, Cam Rising with this took a good shot. He took, said took a good shot with this shortened season. Uh, who knows if Cam Rising even makes? It. I think he's going to be a week to week at 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 best, and and then you know do you replace a do you replace a guy and two or three games into a four game? four or five game year. I don't know. 
So that you know, who 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 knows? Uh, he seemed to like a couple of his you know pr- some production out of his running backs, and he's committed to still managing a, a running back rotation until some one of them one of them steps up. I thought there were signs. Um, Wilmore had a couple runs I thought were really good. Jordan did a couple things I thought were really good. Brumfield, same. So I don't know if anybody really separated themselves in this one. Uh, This is going to be a problem, Frank. They're going to go back. They're going to watch the film, and they're going to be more upset with the offensive line than originally thought, I think. There were also some scheme issues. Um, In fact, I wanted to show this to you. I... Early on in this game, USC was getting some backfield pressure in the Utah's run game. Mm-hmm. And you probably know the three or four different plays that that I'm talking about, where you know Utah's trying to Utah's trying to get the run going, and I'll just pull this one up for you. Utah's trying to get the run game going, and you'll see on the back side of that. There's a there's a scheme issue there, Frank, because they're allowing the backside defensive tackle to be unblocked. So either that right offensive tackle needs to scoop when that guard pulls, or that center needs to block backside when that guard pulls. But watch, it, I mean, the D tackle is following the puller right into the ball carrier, and that happened a couple of times. So. You know, I don't know if you go back and you look at that and then you go to Jim Harding and you're like, what was our blocking scheme here? I don't know if you go to the running backs coach and say, how come he's not getting the ball and coming downhill? But why why, why are they double teaming the end? That, that's what I'm saying. I, and then I, they, leave the, they leave the tackle unblocked. See, I think. It's, is that a scheme th- issue? Is, well, that, a, is it, that a this is a This is a scheme issue. Either that center has to block backside to that. That D tackle, uh-huh. because you can't allow the D tackle just to follow the puller into the into the the ball carrier, or the ball carrier's got to get the ball and, and come, go go and and yeah. beat that guy in his ability to get to that. that so lane. it could. I mean, you're saying it could be a, a a hey, this is the way we're blocking this play. You're just going to have to beat the. Yes. The tackle. Yeah. That. Had, yeah. Absolutely. We're going to leave this guy on block, but we're bringing this guy to to hook the edge. Make sure you're off that edge before he can get there. Yeah. But sometimes you get these freak athletes. Like Sean Merriman was like the king of following pullers and making nasty tackles off the backside. You know, you've got grapes. I call them great scrape artists. Kyle Van Oy is a good scrape artist. He will he will follow a puller. And he will come off the backside, and he will blow somebody up, and then strip sack or tr- strip uh-huh. strip tackle. And this was happening, and I this is a scheme issue to me. Like when I watch this, this is a scheme issue or a mental error. Mm-hmm. But this happened too many times. So the offensive line's going to go back, and they're going to be like, "Oh boy, our run game. We had some blocking issues in the past sets. We got beat one on one multiple times." which is embarrassing. The guards got beat like a drum a couple of times, and and so that's a little bit embarrassing. You brought up the offensive line. I think they're going to have a bad film review. It was, it was as bad as one would think. Now, I don't want everybody to think it was only the O-line because everybody pitched into the garbage. <laughs> Nobody really wanted to pick up a blitzer. Nobody really wanted to pick up a pass rush. Mm-hmm. And... That's a that's a bad deal when you're trying to put in a new quarterback. So that will be a differentiating factor for the running back position. And I and Coach Whittingham didn't mention he hasn't had a chance to to watch film, but but that's one thing that they're going to see out of the four guys who played: Wilmore, Jordan, Brumfield, Bernard. Can you pick out of those four who sits at the top of this guy is going to help create a pocket? This guy is Ooh. going to block because you got to think of that for that. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. So mm. so that's going to be a deciding factor, I think, moving forward. I mean, you could look across these guys and say, hey, you know, each guy had a, a nice run or or a nice catch or a nice play. But can you say that this guy had a nice play and he was willing to do this to 
to help protect the pocket. Well, I know who's going to get their butt chewed, and that's going to be Brumfield. <laughs> Brumfield's going to have a couple of, of tough conversations. Oh, man. Uh, and, and man, you know that's, why, that's uh, why Zach Moss was just such a luxury. It was an undervalued part of his game. The, the running backs coach is, is probably going to talk to a little bit, too, of, you know, we got to do this better. Yeah. you got to do this better. We can't, we can't have these kind of leaks and backside hits. We'll take a quick break, and uh, we'll come right back. We've got more from the podium. We've got more conversation. Utah falls to USC 33-17. to They lose their starting quarterback. They lose their starting center. I don't know if Imana ever came back. Uh, he did. He, he did. He did come back. He did. Yeah. Okay. That's that's good news. That his, is good. his ankle was really heavily taped, and you could see it on the one play where he got called for the holding that he was favoring it a lot. Okay. Yeah. So hopefully, Umana, that thing's going to swell up and be a bugger. But hopefully, how can you tell? Have you seen the size of his ankles? How are you going to be able to tell? <laughs> <laughs> wow, Frank. Wow. <laughs> Man, I. It's an enormous ankle. I literally just stopped myself from saying something that would have offended a lot of people. And I. Easy, sweet pizza. I like to take these moments and be proud of myself. <laughs> I am very proud of you. All right, Brian. We're, in we're the pick- past. <laughs> yeah, in the past. We're picking up on the cues, Brian. We'll go to break. We'll take a quick one. <laughs> we'll come back, and uh, we'll get out to more of the podium next year. It's Utah Post Game Show live at the TridayTrading.com studios. Pressure comes. Throw across the middle. Caught and touchdown, Utah. Samson Nakua. Nice delivery from Bentley with pressure right in his face. And what a drive for the Utes. That was a terrific drive. Four for four. Bentley hits Nakua. Wasn't it Nakua? Hit Nakua. It was Nakua. He, Nakua on a, got on a dinged, quick slant. Yeah, Nakua got dinged up tonight couple times that one on that particular touchdown he tweaked his knee a little bit yeah he was hobbled but he kept he kept coming back he wanted he had a little fight jake bentley was a tough sucker he he had a couple scrambles he did converted a couple first i I like that i'm you know i'm kind of excited to see bentley with a week under his belt of uh and and to learn from this experience the thing about bentley is He's had a lot of he has a lot of game experience. Mm-hmm. The timing was off tonight. You, mm-hmm. It was clear the timing was off. I think his needed, confidence was off on his throws at first too. They were yeah, soft. They were super soft. Mm-hmm. And then you could tell he started. He threw one ball. It was a rollout to his right. Yep. And he comeback he, route. He laced that thing. Yeah. I mean, that was one of the throws where you go, okay, here this is a guy. This this is yeah. a guy. He has all the you know he has all the tools. He showed it on that one play, and the his mechanics on that rollout were fantastic. Yep, fantastic. He and the got, ball had some push. Exactly. He got his. I almost hips. did a highlight on that one. He got his shoulders in the right was, spot. It was the first moment you looked at him and like, oh, okay, okay, yeah, I, I get it. <laughs> right. I agree. Yeah, I agree. So I you know I feel good about I feel good about Bentley. Uh, I uh, too bad that we won't see. Much of rising, I don't think we'll see much of rising, but, but, but I think Bentley is a. He could be a, he could be a real, a real foundation this year. Well, let's hear from the Utah quarterback. Here's Jake Bentley at the podium. Jake, it was a, a rough outing out there. Obviously, you guys have five turnovers. What what kind of led into just kind of the the um, not being able to be on the same page out there today? Yeah, man, I think uh, I think it just goes back to. to just emphasizing them, you know, at practice, you know, we, you know, we did a great job at practice. Um, it's definitely something that we can fix um, and, and we're, we're going to be committed to fixing it. And uh, cause it's something that, that we have to be better at if we expect to win games. And then that's as a group, um, everyone included. And, just, you know, that's something that, you know, starting, starting tomorrow that we're going to get fixed. Jake, how, how difficult was it to come in there kind of cold off, off, off the bench, having not started trying to enter the game and get into a rhythm? It's always tough, especially, you know, it's kind of, you know, the opening drive after, you know, maybe the defense has been, you know, on there, already got their opening drive out of the way. So 
But, you know, it's not an excuse at all. And I, I was fully prepared before the game to go out there and execute. And um, took a little while to, to get going there um, as, as an offense and, uh, and something that, that we'll definitely look at, definitely look at for sure and, and, and get better at that. Jake, obviously COVID has, has uh, you know, derailed a lot of the last two weeks and, and just being able to kind of prepare with practice and different things that way. You know, what, what was it like to be able to go in, uh, you know, against the conference favorite or at least a perceived favorite, knowing that that's your first game on little game prep? I mean, we just looked at it as our, as our first game. You know, we thought our first game was going to be two weeks ago, then it was last week, and then this was our first first game and our first opportunity to show um, we're all about. And, and, and unfortunately, we didn't do that tonight. And, um, you know, we talk about all the time that no matter who the opponent is, that we have to go execute Utah football. And uh, offense, defense did a great job. Defense did a great job. But offensively, um, we got to play better, and that starts with me. Um, and, and just keep it rolling from there. Jake, I, I know that you probably are, are, are not looking at a lot of the positives right now, but do you feel that that, that last drive of the, of the first half was a really positive note where you were able to get a rhythm going and the run game going? No doubt. No doubt. And, and that, I think that's the most frustrating thing is you look at the whole game and we show flashes of, of what we could be on offense and, uh, and just to not be able to you know, do it over and over again the way we know we can um, is it, frustrating. Um, but, you know, positives and whatnot, we didn't win the game. And that's all that matters really at the end of the day. Um, you know, we'll look at the film and definitely, um, you know, learn from it. But we got to find a way to win that game. There you go. Uh, Utah's quarterback, and according to Kyle Whittingham, looks like he will be the quarterback for the near future. And I'm with you, Frank. I don't, he's not a complete write-off yet to me. He just looked tentative, questioning throws, unsure about how he even feels about, you know, wh where he's at at this point for a minute. And then it started to click and set in. And and then it, when it, after it clicked and set in, then there were some real protection issues. And then he was dealing with quick throws and big hits and and and, and – he just he needs to be able to calm down in the pocket and just throw because I I I'm not done with him yet. I think he's like <laughs> I'm glad you're not writing him off. Well, after one week, I, I, yeah, and that's the other thing. Everybody has to understand this. This guy got his first game under his belt on November 22nd. And by the way, for the Utes, for it, here's another thing to consider. I keep going back to this, and and. Uh, Coach Whittingham would be the first to say, "We're not going to. There's no excuses, so we're not going to use excuses. This is this is just an observation." And you you can t you can talk about this as well, Hans. You can't replicate game speed in practice. You just can't do it. No. USC is coming off of two games, two hard-fought games, where they figured out how to win. Game speed. They come to, to the University of Utah, Rice-Eccles Stadium, with that experience under their belt. Now you're taking a team that has doesn't have game experience, hasn't performed at game speed, and not only that, you're breaking in your second new quarterback of the season in the first half of play. Mm -hmm. I think those are all contributing factors to some of the difficulty that he had and even under those very difficult conditions his numbers aren't terrible the interceptions are terrible <laughs> but 16 of 28 171 yards not awful considering all of the other factors what do you think i agree not awful not awful. Um, how much will how much will a full week of being the starter mm -hmm. and practicing as the starter and taking the reps? You could tell he didn't take the reps. Do you remember the handoff to who was it? Uh, was it Wilmore. Wilmore? Yeah. Do you remember the handoff to Wilmore? Yes. It looked like a zone read to me based on where his 
the quarterback's eyes, or it looks like he's trying to read the defensive end. Where where is a quarterback eyes supposed to be on on just a, a handoff? Just a well, if you're handing the ball off, then you're placing it in the yeah. gut, and it's just a give of the running back. And yeah, it's a give. Are you watching the ball into the gut? I always did. Okay. Yeah, I always did, and then because that's definitely not where his eyes were. And then you, and then you make the handoff, and then you look, you try and figure out what the defense is doing after that. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but in this circumstance, you could see the way that he took the snap, his the positioning of his feet, how he was holding the ball with two hands, as if he might keep it. Mm-hmm. And where his eyes were down the line of scrimmage, reading the defensive end. So if the defensive end crashes down, he pulls the ball and he runs. If the defensive end stays upfield, then he gives. Running back takes the ball. Mm -hmm. Well, his eyes were, to me, clearly on the defensive end. But you you saw the ball in relation to the running back. It was not centered on the gut. And it was high on the left shoulder. And that's just what knocked the ball out. So that comes with reps. That comes with a week of reps and becoming familiar with that particular. Now, that's another issue I wanted to talk about because Coach Winningham was talking about, uh, well, we're going to use our four running back rotation. Well, four running backs are very likely to take the ball four different ways. And so when the quarterback is trying to read the defensive end and put the ball out where the running back's going to get it, it makes it a little more challenging. The running back has to make the adjustment, but it does make it a little more challenging when you're trying to work with four different guys. That's what I, So when you're a quarterback and you're working with um, a 6-foot, uh, 5'10", and you know maybe even a shorter 5'8 guy, are you – are you having to focus, okay, who's who's back behind me? You have to know. And where is my give point? You're dropping it down lower for Yeah. You have to know because the, it changes with each guy. And some guys run higher, some guys run lower. I mean, it just changes with each each guy. And then so, that tells you the importance of Bentley getting those reps cuz that that is an unacceptable fumble that I think you're putting on Bentley. Well, I'm putting on the lack of reps with those guys okay. i'm putting on the but if but but if bentley drops that ball and, and drops it further yeah so th- he's then that's not hitting his shoulder pad no his arms are straight out yeah. and it's high so if he's a little if he even just drops it a little bit that probably hits right where it's supposed to he would just he was just high and extended and then it hit the shoulder pad to... and that that's that's on the quarterback that's also on the running back Five turnovers in this game, and everyone frustrating. You know, you had the interception thrown by Cam Rising. You had the fumble by Cam Rising. Yes. You know, you had uh, Jake Bentley a fumble caused off of the give and, and a Jake Bentley interception. Yes. So there were multiple turnovers that they'll have to clean up. Got to clean up the protection. Mm-hmm. And that offensive line is going to have to play better. Um, it, it really, there's a, a feeling out there that's swirling that Utah will not play Arizona State next weekend, that there's a potential that Utah plays Washington. So that, that my, everybody that's needs to. That's like, you know, that's like just getting kicked in the shins. Hey, we're gonna, we're gonna, here's USC. You get to play. No ASU, who would be really good. Here's, here's who you get to play. Play. Oh, Washington's not available, but we can get you Oregon. It's like right. Okay, well, yeah. there's that's the four big dogs, but yeah. Um, but they I, should. I I really did like Utah's fight. The young kids fought their butts off. I uh, you know I didn't see as many mistakes as I thought I would in the defensive backfield. Uh, I'll go back and look a little bit closer, but overall, Frank, I um, I'm encouraged. You know, to come out in an opening week cold in USC with a couple of games and still dealing with COVID and having guys that are probably just back from COVID and missed a couple weeks of workouts and trying to bit and piece this thing together to even get out on the field. Mm -hmm. You know, 
we have to really watch our expectations um, and and not get too greedy. Uh, but I can't expect more for, from this offensive line. So I'm, I'm going to give some leeway in, it, in some areas, but I'm going to kind of be hard on this offensive line because I expect more from Braden Daniels. I expect more from Amana. I expect more from Simi. And I think they know that. I think they'll go back to the meeting room, and I think they'll take some ownership, and they'll know that Kyle's more upset with them than he is with the freshmen at the corner positions that might have made a mistake or two. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the the defensive backfield gets a little bit of a pass, a little, little bit of a pass. I mean, there's youth and inexperience in the defensive backfield. And and there is maybe there's a you know a lower expectation. Plus they were going against an all star crew uh, in in USC in their in their wide receiver group. So that's difficult difficult task. But be, be, because this is a an offensive line with much more experience under their belts uh, and an offensive line that was touted as the leader of the offensive group uh, and guys that have, who have played well in their careers at the university of Utah. I think our expectation of that group was much higher. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't think that's unfair. It is a first game. You're going to have some issues. It is against an exper- more experienced team. Uh, but, but I think that is the group that has, to, to me, that's the group that has to show the most improvement week one to week two if there's going to be some success in the program moving forward utah falls to usc 33 to 17 and uh we'll hit on all these points coming up monday kicking things off with the morning show scotty and i'll take it right at noon take you all the way to two o'clock and then we'll hand it off to the big show afterwards so there's going to be a plenty of coverage. Utah's going to get a plenty of time because we're not going to be talking about BYU taking on North Alabama much. It's how'd, probably not going that to be. One, how'd that one turn out? Was, uh, it, was it pretty tight contest? I, I don't know. I've already washed it out of my brain. So <laughs> I'll be spending more time with uh, this Utah-USC game. But we will, we will obviously give some coverage to BYU in that North Alabama game. But – We'll also be getting you ready and keeping you up to date on who's the next opponent for Utah if Arizona State can't go. So much more coming on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Huge thank you to Johnny Lightfoot for keeping us on air. He does a fantastic job. Big thanks to Brian back in the studio. Uh, Always does a great job back there. Obviously, Frank Dolce, the absolute best in the business. Not a better professional. Um, and, and, and I'm, I'm sincere about that. He truly is one of the best that I have an opportunity to work with. So it's a lot of fun to be out here and doing that with him. And big thank you to TridayTrading.com and their amazing studios. They're beautiful studios, jam-packed with amazing jazz memorabilia, and obviously uh, just a great place. If you're looking to make a little extra money every single month, go to TridayTrading.com, and you can – Sign up for a demo account, jump into the day trading model, and you're off and running. See how you can make money every month with TridayTrading.com on that $10 demo. Big thanks to everybody who uh, put in work, and we will catch up with you on Monday starting at 6 a.m. here on 97.5, 12 of the Zone and the Zone Sports Network.